Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Uber Neuro. My name is Al and I set up Uber Neuro uh, to show my son that the world is full of amazing human beings with varying neurodiversities. Uh, as you will, of course, all know because you listen uh, voraciously to every episode that comes out. But now, let me introduce you to a fantastic guest. I've been watching this chap uh, on YouTube for a while. He is, frankly, without making him too embarrassed, nothing short of a phenomenon. He's got a great backstory. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Dan Jones. Dan, are you there? I'm here, mate. How's it going? Very, very well. Great to speak with you today. Uh, I'm excited to hear a bit about your journey. Uh, as you know, uh, and as everyone listening knows, we have three prime questions we ask, and that will take us on our journey to hear more from you. So let's dive straight in. Uh, and before I do, actually, before I dive in, you just hit 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. Well done. I know. That's <laughs> amazing. <achievement. laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> you, Thank you. You. It is, it's pr- you get a special plaque from YouTube, I think. You get a, a, a sort of a... Yeah, that's right. You get a silver play button. And how, how it works actually is that you, they send you a little, um, they send you a little notification, which I'm just waiting for now on my dashboard and the little notification's got a redemption code in it. And then I take that redemption code, <laughs> I go to the site and I put the redemption code in and then I put my details in and then they send me this plaque. It takes about six to 10 weeks, which is like wow. unprecedented time. But I mean, look, regardless, I mean, the milestone is milestone. The plaque is, sure. is just some physical thing. Um, wow. And you know, actually on the same day, um, it's funny you should say, like, because, you know, we got 100,000 yesterday. I also was verified on Twitter, which is crazy. And then also, sorry, not verified on Twitter, verified on Instagram, which is crazy. And then also we hit um, we almost 12,000 on Instagram, which is just bizarre. And then we hit 147,000 on Pinterest, which is just crazy. Like, our Pinterest page is blowing up right now. So, yeah, a lot of stuff happened yesterday in a very small space of time. Amazing. Well, look, it's, it's you know, you're obviously, your message is being carried far and wide. So, let's start, now I'll dive right in. So, tell us, what challenges did you face, Dan? I felt loads of challenges. I mean, like, it's not, you can't really, you can't really put it down to like a, a nutshell, if you will. Like, you know, you have to think about everything as a whole. And, and one of the biggest challenges I faced, um, I think one of the biggest ones for me growing up, especially like, you know, so every day I went to primary school and secondary school, it was kind of like really difficult. Like it was um, because it was in the nineties, uh, there was no actual, you know, like one-on-ones or one-to-ones kind of like that was any good. Nobody was trained in autism and I wasn't diagnosed back then. So it was really difficult. And I think the, the biggest challenge I had was uh, how do I place myself in a, in an environment that is completely alien and uncomfortable for me? So all the kids were running around screaming in the playground and I was so scared of just going outside. So I actually stayed indoors and the teachers allowed me to stay indoors and play with the computers. And I was obsessed with Encarta 97 and Encarta 1990 and all those kind of like um, old school encyclopedias used to get on like, you know, floppy disks or, or DVD ROMs or whatever they were called back then, CD ROMs. And, um, yeah, so so the biggest challenge for me was that, and it was always it was bizarre. It wasn't like I was oblivious to it. It was like I was very much aware that, oh my goodness, I want to be okay, quote unquote, normal, right? I wanted to have that that feeling. So it was it was a difficult time actually. It was excessively upsetting, and of course, growing up and feeling completely like alienated to your fellow classmates. I had like no real friends in school, and I mean, so yeah. So one of the biggest challenge was how do I <laughs> become normal, like basically in that sense. And I wanted more than anything else to be able to walk outside past like seven o'clock at night and just go somewhere and not absolutely be riddled with, with social anxiety. And I mean, by anxiety, if anyone's listening to this, who, who's on the spectrum, I'll know exactly what I mean, where I feel like I'm completely covered in freezing cold water. Like it's just, it's a horrible feeling. It's, and then you get panicked and it's just, it's just not good. So that is kind of one of the biggest challenges I've faced. Um, I mean, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of others. I mean, I had got sure. dyslexia as well and I've got OCD and ADHD. So, 
um, you know, doing goofy stuff and then getting in trouble for it is like my pastime. And, you know, I was really into like skateboarding and just wanted to do stuff that was super high kind of like hyperactivity. Uh, but it would also kind of come with its challenges where I could never really sit, sleep properly and I could never sit down to sit still. And uh, so I had to change my diet drastically to accommodate those, uh, you know, those needs. And, and with dyslexia, you know, this is one of the most embarrassing things, especially for an adult, you know, I'm 33 years old and, you know, I have such difficulty, um, you know, writing uh, with my, my handwriting is terrible and, and also my spelling is atrocious. So like, it's so, it's, it's bizarre that like, you know, you, you see people and people have no hesitation to correct your grammar or spelling, right? People yeah, do it all the time. Of course. They have no idea how much that makes you feel like just horrible it makes you feel like i'm five years old like you know oh that you know you spelled that wrong uh, that's not the right homophone i'm like yeah but what so what I mean, like you wouldn't say to a, a wheelchair user trying their best to like you know st- struggle upstairs you'd be like oh that's not how you use stairs it's like well they can't obviously use the stairs so just don't just be patronizing or pedantic it's bizarre so yeah i think one of the ones like other than autism on the whole being it's it has its challenges that gives you that i also have you know have to deal with the ocd and i also have to deal with the dyslexia um and i don't know it it, it does have its uh its downs at times i guess i'm sure and i mean there's so much in there that my i i know that the journey i'm going on with my son when he listens to this he will tell you because he will uh he'll totally identify with so much you just said and I th- lost you actually oh can you hear me hello hello Hello. Right. Sorry. Oh, right. Sorry. Uh, yeah, my son will um, identify with so much of that, and I suspect a lot of people do, um, diagnosed or otherwise. I think that that sort of desire to fit in, and the way you describe social anxiety. Um, in fact, you posted something yesterday uh, about social anxiety, and I read it to my son, and he said, "Yeah, that's that's exactly that's me." And <laughs> and I think I think communicating. Um, all of this just serves to, you know, one of the missions of Ibanura is to make sure that no 13-year-old boy thinks it's his fault or no yeah. 13-year-old girl thinks it's his fault, that it's him. It isn't. And, you know, as a great lady, I, I, do you know Born Anxious? Do you know Kelly from Born I, Anxious? I, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. so um, I actually... I do a bit of promotion for them. I they gave me some shirts. I think Mark, one of the like PR yeah, guys, yeah, 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 yeah. I actually, I actually met Mark. Like I did a, I was a, doing a couple of appearances. I did three actually. Oh, this, appearances. Was, this was last week, wasn't it? At the yeah, the uh, yeah. in the city. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I met Mark there. Actually, he was wearing a Born Anxious t-shirt. I didn't have mine with me because they were all in the wash. But like, but and obviously I was wearing my own kind of t-shirts because I was on stage. But yeah, <laughs> I, and, and I love them. They're great. Yeah, Born Anxious are great. Great company. So she, so she um, uh, did an interview with me and talked about how actually all we need to focus on is being more kind to each other and that notion of correcting someone's spelling when they're dyslexic you know if you don't know someone's dyslexic you know and you correct them it hurts them so just before we correct each other all the time and constantly chisel away each other's self-confidence if we put kindness first then that would make life easier wouldn't it i think uh, yeah absolutely i mean like the difference would be if you're like oh um hey do you know um do you need some help with that i think the spelling's slightly wrong you'd be like oh okay but it's not just like you yeah. know that's wrong it's like that's wrong you're stupid yeah therefore yeah you're broken it's your fault how dare you spell incorrectly you know yeah absolutely it's, it's <laughs> yeah. bizarre you yeah. know actually what you were saying about like trying kindness one of the biggest things i've got is um i'm actually launching a t-shirt that says love thy hater because <laughs> I, I saw that article actually yeah, yeah and i and i did this and then so instagram when i was with someone in the city last week uh, instagram wanted me to do a instagram tv piece with them which i did in their kind of instagram booth and uh, we were talking about create don't hate 
and because uh, everyone deals with haters in a bizarre way online and of course I, I love to just give haters love because then they don't know what to do and of course yeah. at the end of the day it's not trying to be uh, you know smarmy or whatever that word would be but the idea is that you know a hate is obviously somebody who's going through something it's not like yeah. they just do because they, they're horrible people. Like nobody's horrible by default. I don't know how many babies, babies you've watched who just you know you know get born and they're just horrible. None of them are. They, 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 it's, right. a, it's an environmental factor. So we always have to take that into account. I agree completely. I, I, one of my favorite sayings is love breeds love and hate breeds hate. So actually, if you want to get rid of hate, you have to love it. So I completely agree with you. And I, sign me up for one of those T-shirts. 100%. That's, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll send you. Definitely. I'm down with that 100%. Um, you all know, right, actually, so, yeah. so, just want to close that. But you know, um, and... But it does get it gets it does get sticky because I know that um, Kanye West, who I believe also is on the spectrum, even though he's he's only got a diagnosis of bipolar disorder. I did a video talking about how I think he is actually on the spectrum, and a lot of people said, "Oh, you shouldn't diagnose people." But I'm not. I'm just I'm just giving my you know my my opinion on it. But regardless, Kanye West is quite an interesting bloke. That he also wore a, uh, a one of those "Make America Great" hats, another thing that Donald Trump had on. And yeah. you know, it's a bit of a, it's it's a very controversial topic, you know, politics in America and Britain right now. But mm. but he wore that cap, and everyone's like, "What are you doing?" like you're you know an african-american man um you know why are you backing trump he said i'm not i'm just gonna love the guy because if we if we let him you know divide us then then yep. it's we're never gonna accomplish anything so people can also get the wrong stick if you if you if you're not clever in how you approach the love then it looks like you're supporting something that is um yeah very negative i guess yeah, I think if you adopt the symbols of hate, then it's it's even trickier. So him wearing that hat was, yeah, I mean that was quite a quite a gesture of him of love, but easily misconstrued. <laughs> very controversial, for, especially for people who are of an intellectual comprom- compromised situation. So I think yeah. yeah, it was a very interesting. Um, yeah, it was a very interesting. One. So yeah, I just want to jump in on that. Anyway, so moving no, on. Amazing, amazing. Um, okay, so what happened next? I mean, obviously, you know, what changed for you? Obviously, the man you are today versus the sort of, you know. Uh, teenager with various issues trying to cope grow etc what 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 happened next um so i found creative outlets so um when i was growing up i was obsessed with wanted to be a scientist and i love robotics and virtual reality but it was like the early 90s right there was no there was no access to virtual reality back and it didn't even really exist and i was obsessed yeah. with computers but of course i came from a quite a poor background so i couldn't afford um there was no way I was going to be able to afford a computer. You know, I could barely afford to go to school. To school. So it was kind of like, um, it was an interesting time. I was desperate to have any electronics. And I used to, um, as a friend of my dad used to work in some like bins and skips and stuff. And he used to find all kinds of electronic gadgets and gizmos. So what I did is I, I learned to channel my, um, my, 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 upset i guess into kind of uh, a positive input which was creativity so first of all it was robotics and, and kind of electronics and then it went into um music i when i got to high school i started playing music and i taught myself to play i don't know like what probably like eight different instruments now like but i uh, i taught myself to play music and 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 then i joined a band and then i oh hold on to my what on earth is sorry my watch thinks i'm talking to um but yeah i started playing music um and when i started playing music something amazing happened my brain completely engaged on a different kind of frequency and i i kind of wow. just i just kind of said you know sod it to everything else that kind of worried me i was like music is everything so when i was playing music i was at my complete peak but so music was escapism and it was also kind of like this creative outlet like i just have this it's almost like a, an anger if i can't create something if i don't make something i'm not creating just anything if it's drawing stories pictures books you know making videos making music if i'm not doing those things uh i get very very depressed very easily so uh, this is a really good way for me to do that and then so from music i started playing music and then i got into performance um 
arts uh, because I, I need to do a qualification in it. Obviously, leaving school with bugger all, I had no qualification. So I did, um, I did some like courses like on performing arts where you didn't even have to have any qualifications. You just have to show willing and, and a bit of kind of talent to get in. So I did that. Then I did music from that and then from music i was able to actually gain a place doing um like entertainment media where i was able to create like video learn how to use photoshop and things like that and so it was bizarre actually like the youtube is like my perfect career because <laughs> all of what i've ever done has led me to this path and you know creating websites making videos creating entertainment because obviously when you're playing music you're entertaining people and, and so cool. that was that was just amazing so that's what happened next and and when i did that it just changed, changed my life like i I was able to focus on the things that I really cared about. And I really, and that's what life's about, you know, like you shouldn't ever focus on the things that like, that worry you, you know, like I, you know, and it's, it's, uh, it, it's bizarre when people focus on the things that they can't do. Yeah. Right? They always focus on it. Um, and they say, Oh, you know, uh, he's never going to be able to work in a, a normal job. Oh, yeah, so what, you know, like, I think that's a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. He, he wants and to I, work in a normal job. <laughs> yeah. I like, or like, you know, so I have real difficulty with understanding jokes in social situations, like when I, people I don't know at all. And so, I, you know, that's difficult, but don't worry about it because it's like, you know, imagine, okay, we're all good at some things and we're all bad at some things. I mean, some people are Olympic swimmers and some people are like gourmet chefs. Like I don't wake up in a sweat going, oh, I can't make a three course gourmet meal. Like I never worry about it. I don't, I can't do it. So I don't worry about it. You know, like, so if you can't work an old job, then don't worry about it. Why <laughs> waste time worrying about things? I, don't, I love that kind of, um, notion it makes me laugh so much like um uh, there was a i think there was some guy um who posted something on the internet i can't remember exactly what it was it was it made me laugh it made me laugh so much because it was a perfect example of this um they said something like uh oh um th oh they were worrying about like uh if jeremy corbyn or something was was for brexit or against brexit or something and then i was like what what's this guy taking time out of his life to talk about this but it, what when he's in his deathbed and he's sitting there and he's dying he, what's he going to think about in his life is he going to think about jeremy corbyn's decision on brexit or yeah. is he going to be worrying about who he loved all the family he loved the people he's seen who he shared his moments and memories with they're the things that you would think about in life yeah, all the, the rubbish in between. Even though I am a Jeremy Corbyn supporter and I'm a huge Labour Party member right now, but it, that, that was besides the point. I just, it tickled me that this guy was so like taken by things that don't really matter. There's nothing to, in his immediate vicinity that matters to him. All that matters is who you spend your time with, how you spend your time, who you love and how you love. Like that, that's it. Yeah. So just do it, man. And oh, I don't know. It's so funny. So yeah, so I, I, I quickly learned, you know, what was next. It was forgetting the things that is negative and moving on to the positive things. And so that's what I do. That's why I live my, my kind of ethos. It's like the whole thing that I do. Amazing. Amazing. And, and the focal point of finding something you love and then fixating on it and diving in, going all in, learning eight instruments. Absolutely yeah. amazing. And I think, you know, I see that my son is just kind of emerging into that now, you know, where he's realizing that he can get into whatever he wants to get into. It's his life, you know, and I think that permission that he doesn't have to have a job determined by school, you know. No, absolutely. Do you know when? I, yeah, when I was in school, they, they you do like the guidance counseling career thing, and then they they come out and they say, well, "What kind of job would best suit you?" And they were like, "Oh, uh, a job in architecture." I was like, "What?" Like I couldn't care less about architecture, but I understand that. Like th this must have been how they've come to that conclusion. Um, I love science and now I love maths also. I didn't at the time. So science and maths, uh, also maths and physics come into the architecture and then also creativity. So architecture is all about creating things. So yeah, yeah, I yeah. think that's how they came to that concept, but they, they were back at the wrong tree because rather than listen to me, they just went on like academic yeah. uh, grades and they went off what they think. And 
what does somebody, you know, what does an old person know about somebody young? Nothing. Like, <laughs> what on earth? Well, Why do we have old well, people? Well, very do? little. Maybe your grand, you know, maybe an old person who knows yeah, you. Knows you really well. Some random, yeah, yeah some no. random person. Just... I like, we literally have a, a, a board of people who are super old determining how children <laughs> engage with education and their future it's like okay well first of all none of you know anything about the young people so why don't you ask them to join the board and that's what really like bugs me about stuff you know yeah it's very disconnected isn't it um i think i think there's a lot of points in there that each one could uh, form their own podcast you know there's so (laughs) there's so much in there um so uh we've we've covered what challenge you face we covered what happened next where are you now i mean we covered that a bit at the beginning but where are you now dan well, I just hit 100,000 subscribers on YouTube, which is a big thing. Amazing. Um, and this, it was kind of like a bit of a surreal moment because I started the channel like in 2015, not really knowing what I was doing, to be honest with you. I uploaded my first video in 2013, but I didn't do anything for two years. Like I didn't touch sure. it. I just, I just did the video because I don't know why, actually. I think I needed somewhere to vent after my diagnosis. I was like, I need to vent about my, you know, my, my traits and stuff. So I put that out there. And then I realized that everyone wanted to see more. And so then obviously in 2015, I kind of took it a little bit seriously, but I was doing a degree in chemistry and like I, I couldn't really put my all into it. So about a year and a half ago, I put my all into it. And uh, yeah, so I came from 10,000 to 100,000 in a year and a half, uh, which, is, which is pretty impressive. I suppose that's, yeah. that's a ridiculous amount of people. It's an understanding. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Definitely um, and then, do you know, one of the funnier things I'd love to chime in here with is, uh, and I love telling this story. It's only a small one. Um, so I used to, I was, when I decided to take YouTube seriously, I realized one fundamental fact. One fact I'd missed um, on, on this specific topic. Whenever I engage with something that I really like to do, I always think to myself, how am I going to do it? Well, I learn from the people who have done it well. And so with instruments, I watched and I studied how the best musicians in the world play. And then I, I studied and I emulated how they played. And that's exactly how I learned to play. So then I was like, well, how do big YouTubers, how do they grow their channel? And I never asked this question before when I had the channel. You know, I had the channel up and I was doing okay. I had like maybe like 5,000 subscribers, nothing major. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to just absolutely go crazy. And so I learned about SEO and, uh, you know, algorithm changes and analytics data and all that kind of stuff. And so I dived into it. One of the channels I was obsessed with was a channel called Video Influencers, which a friend of mine, Benji, runs. And they were interviewing these huge YouTubers and, and, uh, who were experts in growing, you know, like growth hacks and how to grow your channel. And they interviewed all these people. And I was obsessed. I was in awe of these people. And I'd stay up till three o'clock in the morning watching all these interviews and learning all I could. Now, that was in January of 2018. In July of 2018, I was in VidCon. I was invited over by YouTube to go to VidCon just to kind of network and mingle. I wasn't doing any talks there last year. I did this year, but, I, but last the first year I went there, which was 2018, I was just there as a guest. And then I was interviewed. I was asked to go on Video Influencers and interviewed about my growth strategies and hacks because I'd managed to grow my channel exponentially um, by, by just learning things. So I went from watching this channel and being in awe of these people and then being on the channel within like <laughs> four or five months, which is just ridiculous. Like how it's nuts. And so that was a really fun story. So, so where I'm now, I'm currently growing this, this huge like movement and it's gaining momentum right now. I see hundred thousand on YouTube. Um, like I said, getting notability by getting verified on Instagram is kind of like, whoa, you know, people take you seriously. Um, and also yeah. like, uh, like I said, Pinterest is blowing up right now. And we're also doing something pretty amazing. We are going to be launching um, uh, very specific, highly academic courses uh, for, for parents and, and, and young people who want to do more and, and learn more about autism. Because I, this is one of the ways I'm going into now because I get so many questions from people, you know, how to do this, this, this. And if I'd spend years answering all those questions, honest to God, like I'd spend years. So I decided that I would formulate it into a professional course that somebody could like, you know, they could just 
well, it's going to be way cheaper than buying a consultation in America. Um, so, and that's the idea um, that I'm moving into right now is, is actually giving people um, uh, like specific information because I feel like they need it and they want it. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. So that's where we are with the model of education that I'm using, still uploading obviously on YouTube. And I'm also thinking about starting a daily vlog because I feel like showing the, the ins and outs of my life to people um, would get them really... I don't know, it would, it would show more and they'd learn more about learning about like how I live my life and what the challenges I face and like, you know, and, and all the entertainment stuff that comes with like, you know, being alive and traveling the bloody world because <laughs> I have to, I'm never in one place. Oh my goodness. I honestly, I, I, so I just did, so this is what I did this year. So I've done, I did Comic Con in London. Um, then I went to, uh, I did two talks on the autism show, one in Birmingham, one in Manchester, and they were huge. I did a meet and greet there with like two, three hundred people. It was crazy, and each of them was nuts. And then um, I went, flew out to LA, and I did VidCon, uh, and then I came back from LA, and then I did Summer in the City, and then um, after Summer in the City, now I've got uh, I've got a couple of the talks to do for for different governments and stuff over here. But then I'm going to go back down to London in October uh, to do another Comic Con, and then in ten days I may be appearing at the Power of Video um, Summit in uh, Belfast. So it's kind of like it's just been it's just been crazy. Oh, actually, I tell uh, something I missed as well. In in May I was actually in Boston, Massachusetts. I did a uh, like an intense like ten day course with MIT which is the Massachusetts Institute yeah, of Technology yeah. on wow. leadership development in the digital age for people with disabilities because they basically took leaders from uh, all over the world uh, on social media who were the head of their game and for some bizarre reason they chose me and um and I was only one of 20 people and uh, it was incredible I was on there with like Dr. Mike and Chris from Special Books by Special Kids and wow. um there was just uh just, just an unprecedented amount of, of talent in that room and I was like so humbled to be a part of that I mean I felt literally like the end of that I was like what am I doing here like these people are huge like Dr. Mike is this massive American celebrity doctor you know he's in millions of followers and I'm like and he, Mike he's a really nice guy and we hung out a lot but it was just like Oh my goodness! Like, what is going on? And uh, I met some amazing people there, actually. Um, uh, a girl called Angel Graffello, I think her name is. Uh, so Angel's a um, she's a bionic girl. She's in like the Hunger Games. She's a very famous actress, uh, but she's only got one arm, and she's got half an arm, but she's got a robotic arm on one on wow. one side. Incredible! And she's such a cool girl. Like, and like people like that. It was just it was just crazy. So I've had it's been an eventful year so far, and I've got so much in between, which I can't even talk to you about. Which is there's so much i mean the the energy you have to have to live that journey and i and i'm i'm really delighted to have been able to find 20 minutes amongst all of that to be able to speak to you it's it's amazing and look we could clearly go on i know you've got a busy day ahead so (laughs) i won't won't, uh, ask you anything else because i have a feeling there could be a part two and three to this there's so much to know and learn I mean, I'd love to. I mean, like, look, this is, like, you're absolutely right. Like, I'm so busy. I, right now, I'm editing two videos. I'm going to actually, I'm, and I'm writing for a blog website as well. So I'm actually doing two videos and do a blog post today. Then uh, I'm actually going to London uh, tomorrow. <laughs> and then um, I'm coming back from London and I'm flying to Cardiff on Thursday um, because my friend is an MTV. Uh, she's like, host or whatever she's got her own show called just the two of us but she also owns a tattoo parlor and she's on the spectrum as well um in in cardiff so i'm actually going to cardiff to do some tattooing with her because she's a good friend of mine shal davis her name is a big shout Amazing. out to shal but um but yeah so this is that, that's how busy my week is and then friday editing videos again but 
one of these days I'll be able to just sleep a bit, I think. <laughs> never, never. Don't, <laughs> plenty of time for that later. Um, well, look, it's been a pleasure. I can't wait for my son to listen to this particular episode. He's going to obviously, I think, dial right into where you're at. Um, Dan, thank you so much uh, for giving us the time. And, you know, uh, it's, it's really powerful to be able to speak to you. And keep going. I think you're taking a really valuable message that will help so many people realize uh, their superpower. You know, what, well, I hope so. Absolutely. Uh, to everyone else that's listening, thank you so much for giving us your time and attention. Please do share. There are children out there who think it's them. There are adults out there who think it's them. It's not them. It's just the way we're wired and society can be kinder to all of us. So uh, keep sharing and uh, we'll be with you next week. So from me, uh, au revoir. And Dan, once again, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, man. It's been a pleasure.